0: Welcome to the writer's room, where the funny writers who sit in funny rooms and write funny stuff for other people finally get to talk. Here's your host, Emmy winning writer and comedian, Jeff Cesario. Oh no, it was great. It was I,
1: it was insane and in that we never left. I mean I was there twenty fourteen, it was almost like we put had to put beds into our offices because we slept we were there so much. It was insane. But um
0: it was what did that do to your regular life? Did you have a regular life at that point? Was, it, I mean, was um, it wreaking havoc on anything? Or were you like, hey, I'll sleep at the office?
1: We were, I mean, we were kind of like all just out of college kind of thing. So it, was, it wasn't right. that big a deal. Like today, I would, you know, have my teeth pulled out before I did that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then it was kind of like, eh, who cares? We'd hang around and, you know, and it was fun. It was kind of fun. It was like a... Frat room, sort of, or, you know, frat, right? Fraternity or something, and uh, so that was you know, it. Was kind of fun in that regard, but shit, you know. And the other thing I would say is, we didn't work on weekends, which everyone does now.
0: Right. I mean, you're working yeah. on
1: shows now. It's you're working seven days a week almost. Oh, I mean, it's, it's 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 nuts. Yeah. I mean, like we didn't do that. It was just you get to Friday and then like, all right, see you, see you on Monday, you know. So you that's did impressive. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we there never, are a lot we... of times i worked a couple gigs where the hours were so insane and nonstop. And, and I would actually come in and go for, for that, for what yeah. we just put out, yeah. we worked a yeah. 90 hour week. That was not good. I know. <laughs> what we just put out. I know I was working on it. A... It should be better somehow. Yeah. I'm not sure the hours involved are creating good on tv
1: yeah i it's absolutely true yeah there's what was that show um but with a little kid that the family um, the little african-american kid i forget his name uh not different strokes but there was a different one another
0: one. Oh uh oh, um um what was his ah name? yeah i can't remember it gary I look it up it's it's a short uh, i can't remember his
1: name and it needs it requires oh. his
0: name because the story's funny,
1: it, it, it relates to it to what we're well, talking
0: well, about. We'll get it. Um, uh, what the hell was I, the name I of his, can't name? Remember his name? Uh, we don't want to, we'll find it. Um, yeah, well, if you find but, it,
1: tell me because I got a there's a funny thing from that short that, that, that
0: black dude sitcoms might do the trick. on Google. It, 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 there were two uh, of them, there was I, I could, the one I can remember,
1: and then uh, this one I can't remember, yeah, oh. and the other one. I was about to say Dilbert, but no, that's not it. It's something no, like that. No. It. It's one, no, it's Dilbert one name. No, Dude, he just got in trouble. Yeah, it is. I know. Webster. It's one name, and I can't.
0: What? Webster? Webster. Webster. Yeah. Yes. There you go.
1: So there's a famous story from that that my friend Thief Sutton uh, said, told me that uh, they were working on Webster's, uh, some episodes of Webster's, the writers and all that, and the producers. You know, they were working on these things tirelessly and hours and hours. And finally, at one point, somebody said, guys, we're making websters We're not making good websters we're not making bad websters we're making websters. Can we just move on <laughs> and that oh, kind of, sometimes that kind of describes you know the, yeah. a, a lot of like shows when that's you're the job on, in a nutshell yeah, yeah. well like All when right, so, particularly when it's like a lame show but
0: exactly you transition out of it. At some point, news radio goes away. You're doing a couple of your own things. You're also both in writers' rooms and consulting on shows for the next several years of your career. And they're two different beasts. That's what you want to call it. Yeah. Be- being in the room on a daily basis and yeah. then being the guy who comes in one or two days a week or does the uh, pre-production with the staff. How? Which did you like better and what were the differences? Well, I
1: liked to do and I mean, it, it's fine. The consulting thing is consulting used to be you come in literally one day a week. It's not right. that anymore. It's turned into more like the consultants there all the time. You know, you're there every day, basically. You're, it's just a. A, a title that isn't saying executive producer or something like that.
0: Consult right. Them, they ran know. out of, t- they ran out of titles. So they started to use consultants as an actual yeah, extra yeah. staff member. I guess okay. so. I mean,
1: all of those things, but they all are every one of those titles is, you know,
0: are we different. headed for child labor? What's going on with writers? <laughs> I mean, it's just like the hours get brutal. The pay yes. is going down. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's turning into like a, they're going to have to make it into like a dog kennel at a certain point. I think you just, <laughs> putting leashes on them and like okay <laughs> we'll feed you we'll feed you at some point in the day possibly but most of the time you have to bring your own food now i don't think i've ever worked on a show where they didn't feed us but i think that's probably going away too you know so yeah that'll be next yeah every that's that's what we all got from i guess the writers that last strike was you know Food. Um, longer hours and I,
0: I, I don't know. What. <laughs> we, we went on strike for longer hours, <laughs> oddly <Yeah>. enough.
1: <laughs> Nicely <laughs> done. <it's> all... <laughs> well done, folks. Good job. Yeah, no, I know they tried, but, you know.
0: So you man. work with like Dimitri Martin, who's a stand-up who uh, I think is just hilarious and works oh, it and works it and works it. Yeah. what do you do on that show? How do you fit into a show? Like they call you up and say, hey, do you want to come out and help us out here? Yeah, and I just
1: came in and I ended up being there like I've I i do not even know, I don't I forget what I was consultant. I don't know what. I, at a certain point I'm like joking with my agents, I was, you know, consultant, dog catcher, call me I don't give a shit. Who cares? What difference does it make? Call me whatever you want. It doesn't make any difference. Just just pay me. But um <laughs> But I So it was a real
0: labor of love. No, no, yeah.
1: No, no, the, the, Dimitri's show was was really fun. I had a fun time on his show, and I, I was there the whole time. I was there all the time and helped develop the skits and, and and writing. you know, we, we had like a little bit of a room, but it was primarily you'd have a room talk about some ideas for skits, and then people would go write stuff and try and write stuff, and then he, then you'd try and get back together maybe and finesse it a little bit and everything. but But no, Dimitri was fun because I was in a lot of skits. And um, so I got to be in stuff, and uh, which I thought was a lot of fun too. So
0: how important is that to you? Because I know on Letterman you were also in several things. I yeah, Th- that's wasn't, what stick out is. It what sticks out in my head. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did a lot of how stuff how nerve wracking was it the first time? The fr- the first time I appeared. This is
1: crazy, but the first time I think I appeared on Letterman, I came out as a guest, like a, like a guest, like it was, it was the weirdest, I forget why, guest. I forget what the thing was, yeah, like a fake guest, and I'm standing backstage, and uh, waiting to come on, and Dave is standing there, and we're talking for a second, or something, and then like two seconds, and then Dave starts to leave to go out, and he goes, okay, don't fuck it up, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> and then he walks away and i'm like oh thanks great no um, pressure yeah so the first thing i ever did on that show was a live thing you know like in front of an audience as opposed well, to yeah
0: doing a, doing tape, tape, a tape, tape thing yeah. or that kind of thing or you, even a you sketch you generally... can rehearse a couple times yeah and, yeah and, and yeah this, this just yeah. got hammered out
1: yeah wow. so but um No, but generally on those things, in Letterman, it was, they just put me in stuff. You know, Steve O'Donnell just put me in stuff, and a guy named Jeff Martin, who was a writer on the show, wrote, like, a character and stuff for me to do, like, several times that I appeared in, and... um, What was that? I don't... It was a character called Mole Man, was the name of it, a guy who lived underneath the seats, um, who, who who was an actual mole. You know, that was the joke, I guess. I had like a I had like a gorilla looking suit on. It was supposed to be like a you know. A,
0: <laughs> you were an actual mole man. Yes, a mole man. It yes. wasn't a nickname of any sort. You were an actual no. half mole, half man. Yes, and I think the rich, the initial <laughs> thing
1: was a viewer mail letter, and someone said, "You're not Dave. You're not that famous." And Dave said, "Well, uh, I don't I don't know. Let's let, let's go and he walked backstage underneath the seats and said, you know, walked over to me and I was supposed to be the mole man. And I recognized him. That was the joke. And I went, Hey, you're David Letterman. So what brings you to the
0: land of the mole people or something like that?
1: <laughs> you know, something to That was the, that was the you skin. You ever look and then, back
0: and go, how, why did we do that? It's way too thin it was, or way too weird or not. But
1: that was the thing that was great about Letterman was that,
0: they would. He would do that
1: kind of stuff. He would.
0: Yeah, and you have to keep throwing spaghetti against the wall on a, on a nightly show. Yes, yeah, got so much content to fill. You have to take that chance. Absolutely, and in, in fact, that skid
1: that's was a perfect example of why that kind of thing was great because it was completely like flat. You know, it was a totally flat thing, and then then the next, like about two weeks later. Another thing was written that was based on the fact that how how it was just flat, and it was like I, I, I now came out as the character on the show and sat down with Dave and said, and he said, "Now you've appeared on the show, and what was that like?" And I said, "Oh my God, it was fantastic. I've been I've been you know, going to all kinds of parties and all." Just, sat, so you know, the
0: genius of of <laughs> of of not abandoning something that was kind of flat." But actually, yeah. building on it.
1: Yes, that was kind That's of. That's impressive. That was one of Letterman's great strengths: is that he could take something that was terrible, and he could <laughs> turn, turn it, turn it around and, go, and make it into 20, 20 beats of something that that became funny. And that yeah, so
0: like wow,
1: this dumb character I played suddenly I came out and it's like I'm supposed to be you know Burt Reynolds now talking <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about my career as Mole Man and
0: talking
1: about- <laughs> <laughs> These are all available on YouTube, by the way, if you want to watch, if you want to see any
0: of them. Wow. Well, More speaking of throwing, to- uh, throwing spaghetti against the wall, you and mm-hmm. I met on uh, a piece of magic yes. called Talk Show with Spike Ferriston. That's right. Yes, we which did. Which was, I mean, it was the siege of Bastogne. There were... <laughs> What, four of us, maybe? Yes. Four actual writers, and then myself who was supposed to be functioning as a supervising producer and a head writer, and yet we were just – had to crank out a ridiculous amount of material. Oh, yeah. And I just remember it being crazy pressure on one level and unbelievable fun Yeah. uh, on another. I may not have had as much fun anywhere else as I had there overall. Considering yeah. we were all performing, we were all writing, we were yeah. all – and Spike was great in terms of do it. If you're doing it, do it. Write it, produce it, do it. Get it oh, out yeah. there. He Let's always, see what it looks like.
1: He always He always said, like, oh, no, no, you know, you you do it. I want you to do it. I was like, you know, constantly. In fact, he would put try and put me in stuff that I was like, I'm not doing that. And he would go, come on, it'll be great. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not dressing up like an animal and running down the hall or something like. That. And then, then eventually, Adam Felber ended up doing it.
0: Yes, I remember that one. He <laughs> got my, shot. If he was right. an animal uh, in uh, racing, someone. Yes. Yeah, some, we'll get some, Adam on to, to describe this. Some but,
1: completely ridiculous skit. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, what, but, he's racing a human, I believe, and somehow he's he's uh, assassinated before the finish line. Yes,
1: that's right. And then, and 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 he originally Spike wanted me to do it. He said, "Come on, it's, it'd be great. It's like a Will Farrell thing. You'd be, you know, you dressing up in a crazy." And I said, N- "No, I'm not doing it." <laughs> 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 and if you see the the, the outfit Adam had on, that. Uh, It was
0: was such a great experience and a great great roadmap for what can happen to a show. Yeah. From pilot to air. Because in at the pilot stage, the show was designed to be a very quirky sort of 1230-ish experiment, knock yourself out, do the crazy stuff type show. And that's what we did when we did the pilots because we did, I believe, five episodes that wound up functioning as the pilots. Yeah. And then that. Fox's whole agenda shifted and they decided they wanted, you know, to play with earlier parts in in nighttime, which carry a whole different agenda to them. Yeah, yeah. So then when we started to do the show regularly, we got incre- – and Spike got increasing notes – and I would say pressure to some extent, okay, maybe you're our guy, maybe you're the right. guy to do it, or hey, maybe we'll go steal Leno. This was back when all of that was happening, yeah, and we'll run him at ten thirty and we'll run you at eleven thirty now. So you can't have a giant rat get assassinated before the finish line. We need more. <laughs> we need stuff that's a little, that's more, a little more inside the boundary. We need a little more <laughs> substance.
1: Yeah. No, well, because you know, that's, that's what it was when we first started. It was just a bunch yeah. of guys. We were just f- fucking around, just doing a bunch of dumb skits and ridiculous stuff. And then, yeah, and then they sort of wanted it to be like more of a serious talk show. Yeah, like they were like, oh, you got
0: to." Right. First and, of all, first of all. Yeah.
1: Fox hated it the entire time it was on the air. <laughs> hated it. I mean, they did. I mean, I just remember constantly getting the, the notes. Were like they, they just, they hated it. And it was like, why? Why did they hate this song? I remember the guy, who whoever it was, it was running Fox at the time. There was a skit that we did uh, with that guy. Oh, who was the guy we used to use as the announcer? Remember the announcer? Jeff Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Jeff Witcher, where he's. Does something I forget what he's. We were making fun of a uh, f- find a predator, one of those things like a, yeah, like a right. Dateline thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was something, <laughs> something that guy. And the head of Fox said, "I don't want to ever see that guy ever <laughs> again on the show." <laughs> and then he ended up being on the show when he when that guy left. He ended up being back on the show again.
0: But oh he, my god,
1: he just and it was it was funny and the guy was funny too, jeff wishkey was the really- I
0: remember writing some some really crazy stuff and the great thing about spike was he was trying to push past what letterman had done yeah and play yeah. with the form a little bit like he he was not a, a performer himself he had really not much training as a performer at all yeah. so he said well, well we'll have the guests do the monologue you yeah. know Or he would do stuff like in the middle of the bit, he would turn and go, uh, uh, How would you handle it? Uh, And then you would do BAM, problem solved, which (laughs) was a great character who would just go, (laughs) Cut off his head, BAM, problem solved, (laughs) whatever it was. But it would be like that, it would be that short. (laughs) Yeah. Just keep going to you. Or I remember Adam Felber once did the uh, Grizzled Campfire. Oh right, the uh, grizzled, grizzled campfire
1: guy, yeah. guy
0: who was sort of the host oh, of the low, show. It was he, supposed to be yokel narrator. Is what it was. Yokel. He narrated the show. Yeah, made no. It was. And so it Spike course, was always looking for areas to push to get more creative, weirder, darker, whatever it was. Yeah. And I can imagine, especially when the network said, "Hey, maybe we got something for 11.30. They're watching this going, "Well, we can't, we can't yeah. have a." A yokel narrator. Yeah, you got to stop
1: that shit. When I, I mean, that was literally like I think conversations that he had. They're just like, <laughs> you got to stop, stop that. You got to stop all that, that. shit. That's actually that's funny. You got to stop. Oh it. It, it was. They. I mean, my remembrance of it. I don't remember if you remember it at all. But I mean, they Fox News, Fox names Fox, Fox just hated it. They hated the show, and they were like, they wouldn't. Yeah, everything I do we tried remember. To do, they. It. they, 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 they yeah, were constantly just no, don't you can't do that. No, you can't do that. It, it was absurd because it was a yeah. Show, I I, I
0: can't imagine um, whatever um, sort of hazmat shower that uh, Spike had to take oh, every I, yeah, day I, um, to try to deal <laughs> with yeah. that, just to try to limp it to a second season, which oh, yeah. by then we were going.
1: We yeah. But I you, mean, I
0: Adam Barry, Julian, who went on to uh essentially be Stephen Colbert's right hand, and yeah. Matt O'Brien, who went on to be mm-hmm. uh Conan's right hand, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a killer staff that first staff. Good, tremendously talented Yeah, it was a great staff. But but we, that we one season was enough. Yeah. <laughs> we, for but... Fox that was <laughs> and for Spike, I think to get the show to a second season, he had to kind of alter the framework and like you say, become a little more of a a more traditional guest yeah, form talk I think show. that's
1: what happened then they were just they they didn't know what to do with it and they were trying like you were saying I think they were trying to like they wanted like a real talk show you know like a real thing they didn't want they didn't want the Uncle Floyd show which which it was originally you know right. <laughs> it was kind yeah of just they had a not, they had a, a
0: minute there where they could they were contemplating becoming a real player yeah yeah in late night yeah. and Spike was one of the cards they held Right, and, and we uh, and we
1: made jokes about that constantly. We always we were yeah. constantly joking about you know, yeah, good, good luck, Fox. We used to do jokes about. Remember, we did jokes about yeah. about Fox all the time. It was unbelievable. <laughs> like they, well, they,
0: that's how. Yeah, that's how uh, Dick Rossi started as Donny Riffle. Dick right. Rossi is a yeah. is a is a wound up being a show that came very near production on three different occasions and never did. That's right. We did a parody of sort of a 60s style talk show. Uh Adam Joe and I um uh, uh, called the Dick Rossi show and those clips are probably available somewhere. Yes. Um and it was and, been, but it grew which, out of it grew it was, out of the Spike Ferstein show.
1: It was bought by FX. Too bought the. Pilot. It was. You know, we bought the, the shot. Yeah, the shot a pilot and everything.
0: We got very close, and we did the same with the History Channel, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we got very close. But in any event, the the original premise was that the reason Fox hadn't tried a talk show
1: that's right. in yeah.
0: decades that's right was because the uh, studio was haunted. Uh, By the ghost of uh, uh, a fellow named Donnie Riffle, who later became Dick Ross, who was this 60s, 50s, 60s talk show host. All his highlights were in black and white and had done something so egregious. Yeah. Uh, against American society <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that yeah. not only uh, was he canceled, but he somehow he died and yeah, that's right. and his ghost haunted the studio. So none of the shows they tried to parade through there, whether it was Magic Johnson or Chevy Chase oh, that's or right. Joan yeah, Rivers yeah. or whoever mm-hmm. it was, was yeah. doomed to fail because Donny Riffle's ghost. That's, that's right. So that's from, from the very, yeah. oh, that opened the Spike Ferriston show. Yeah, that gag. And so from the very get-go, we were mocking Fox. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, at some point, they probably went, yeah, round yeah. up this crew and get them out.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even sure they were watching the shows, but like, what, what, <laughs> like when the head of the network or somebody, the one guy, I forget who it was, whenever they would watch it, maybe it was a couple of people, but it was always, they'd just come back and go, yeah, no, you can't do that. You're not doing that. Stuff. Yeah. Don't do that. Might stuff.
0: have been Peter no, Chernin
1: i don't i don't want to cast i can't remember yeah but but i mean i I don't know who it was i forget
0: to their credit they let us run and do our thing and then the show i think went another two or three years i think it went till 98 or 99 i
1: came i i came back on it the last season of it it was two three seasons i don't know Uh, i came back spike asked me to come back and help him just do some come up with gags and jokes and stuff like that. And I came out, I ended up working on that again the last season of it too. Which was fun also. I and mean, it was fun. I liked doing it. I just uh which just gig is writing
0: yeah which gig is more fun for you the ones that you can only write on so you can focus on the writing or the ones where you get to write and perform. Because a lot of writers perform. Yeah. You know, whether it's Brian Stack on Conan or whether, you know, it, there's so many great writers who not only perform, but are good at these sketches, sort of out of the mold of the original Steve Allen show where it's Louis Nye right. and Don yeah, Knotts Don and Tom Knotts. Poston yeah. and guys who are writing as well as performing. All of them went on to great performing careers, Um, which is more fun for you?
1: Um, you know, I, it doesn't really matter to me. I, I just, I, the thing that's fun to me is just making something that's funny and as funny as you can make it. I like that. I love the idea of just, if you come up with something, that's a funny skit, a funny idea. Like a perfect example is one of my favorite things we did on the Spike show was, uh, do you remember that show, uh, trading place, trading spaces,
0: trading spaces where you had, uh. A day or two days or a week or something. To, right, okay. uh, a week to you. you with a family that. member or a friend who lived in a different home, you would trade space. You would trade places, yes. and they would renovate the bedroom you want renovated, and you would renovate the den they want renovated. Exactly. So you would apply sort of your taste. To their room, et cetera, and it was kind of one of uh, HGTV's first big hits. It was
1: it was huge. So, it was constant at the time. It was constantly. Yeah. It was all. We took off.
0: it upon ourselves to do, I believe, thirty second.
1: Yes, Trading Spaces, <laughs> which is <was> the thing. <laughs> I was watching places. it at home, and I had this idea. I thought, Oh my god, we should just do thirty second Trading Spaces, and have it like the whole thing takes place in you know in less than a less than a minute, and. Uh, so, and again, the reason I bring it up is because I just like, I loved the idea of it. And I said, it. I just went and told Spike and Spike was like, yeah, let's do, absolutely do it. Write it or whatever. And I didn't, it wasn't like I was thinking, oh, I, I'm going to be in this or anything. I just, we just, Adam and I wrote it together. We just went in yeah. and wrote it in like an hour and like it wasn't at all thinking like we're going to be in it or anything like that. We just wrote right. it to make it as funny as possible. And then, you know what usually happened was spike was like oh you be the guy i want you to be the the guy and you be the other guy and so that's another skit that's on youtube um but th- that was one of my favorite things that we did on that show i don't
0: yeah think- i just remember uh the 32nd clock starts and i just remember adam running around kind of frantically and and then yes. i think you tried to uh, put up a a a, fo- a picture Yes. On somebody's wall, and you put a hammer through the wall, yeah. and the thirty-second se- 30 <laughs> right. clock went off. That was the and only and
1: thing you did was
0: put a hole in
1: his wall, put a huge hole in the wall, and then Adam couldn't. Adam's part was he couldn't even get the key to the door open. On it, he couldn't get right, the key. Right, right. He open couldn't even get in the place. He couldn't even get into the house. And, and he was so, just
0: at the front door looking around. I, 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 I yeah. Time's up. <laughs> That's right. Time's up.
1: And then at the end. Goes, was really you, know, was, you do the reveal at the end, which was you know, how do you like your new room? And like Adam looks around, and he goes, "There's a hole in the wall." And was
0: the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's was- also there's something to the writers, especially when you're in a a, a cooker like a, a five night a week show. Uh, Spike was once a week for the most part, but but was also there was so much pressure because we were such a small staff. There's a shorthand. You can look at the script. And yeah. the writers know where the jokes are. Yeah. So if there's enough performing acumen among the writing staff, at some point you go, we don't have the time or money to do auditions, oh, yeah. select sure. characters, and then convince them of the funniest way to do this. Right, right. Well, just it go, Forget that. it. We're doing it. And it's yes. just easier.
1: Well, and I think that's what happened, like would would happen on things like Letterman and Dimitri Martin too. Like, Steve O'Donnell used to just put me in stuff all the time. And I was, you know, because I guess he just thought I I, I could do it. I would be okay or whatever. You had the chops. He trusted you. But I I was always like, you really want me to do this? Are you sure? And he was just like, yeah, you'll be great. I was like, "Uh, all right. And then, like, Dimitri was the same thing. It was just like, yeah, no, you do it. Let's do it. You know, I was like, all right, okay, fine. It was never like I was... I, I never did it like oh I I want to be in this or something I just right you know, right it, it, uh, and I and again I like doing it it's fun you know it's fun to do it and um, it's not like I haven't acted before I've done acting and everything but well you been, can that, uh... that was part of it probably too because that you know Letterman and I guess Steve and those guys knew that I did I used to do stuff in commercials and stuff so I had some experience doing
0: and let's be honest you had to keep acting. those big. Those big performing checks coming so you could keep your family afloat. That's right. Yes, those
1: big checks that I, well, still, get, actually, I, still, I still get residuals for 13 cents for.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, we're out of time, uh, but we're going to do yeah. it again. I'll bring Adam on and we'll do a bunch of stuff and uh, reminisce bring, about that.
1: Bring Adam. Uh, we should do it together with Adam. We can
0: talk about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that. Oh, uh, junk, junk Joe Adam Fury, on. thanks for coming on from uh, the Letterman Show to news radio we've barely scratched the surface uh there's so much more to do uh, and we'll talk about it again but thanks for coming on uh what a blast uh some killer anecdotes and some great advice for anyone listening uh looking to become a writer uh yeah, what are you working my, on now here's my advice here's, don't don't do it don't I'm do kidding. it <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> Um, I'm working. Be on prepared a, to work eight hours uh, every night on, right. on the night shift, eight say days a, a week. Say 17 goodbye. Seventeen hours your, a day, eight days a week. Right. Say
1: goodbye to your family. Goodbye. Um, no. Uh, what am I working on now? I'm working on a, I'm working on a pilot, a, a idea, a script, that I'm writing with uh, a friend of mine, Mike Armstrong, that we're coming up with, trying to going to try and pitch. So that's what I'm working on.
0: Well, good luck with that, my friend. Um, Well, good luck with all that. Yeah, good luck with all that. that. (laughs) Well, good luck with all that. (laughs) Uh, Go pick up and catch and find Joe Fury all over uh, YouTube from uh, his ads when he was a kid. You did ads for cereal, I think it was?
1: I did ads for everything, Coke, you know, Burger
0: King. Wow. There's so much fun to see. And then follow his, his... great performing career through his gigs on letterman yes. and uh, i think he even appeared on news radio a couple of times and I did. uh I, I, yeah i
1: did actually yep
0: and then um, up into the uh, talk show with spike ferriston i stuff. did a movie
1: too if anybody wants to see my oh yeah movie it's love and it.
0: support yes it's on amazon
1: prime you can get it uh i don't know it's on there so i'm giving a plug to a, a movie i made you know
0: really funny movie uh go check out love and support too oh well, that's nice. uh, and uh yeah no it's really funny and uh of course folks my album what was i thinking is streaming everywhere uh you get albums and of course it's on uh sirius xm it's on uh um uh, larry the cable guy and jeff foxworthy's channel and it's on laughs usa and uh and i thank them for playing the clips and of course uh, you can uh, probably Uh, text them or go to some sort of hotline or something and (laughs) request the (laughs) clips if you want (laughs) i don't know how they do it anymore i really don't but uh, i know that people seem to be enjoying the clips so i want to thank them for that uh and uh that is the show thank you joe fury for coming on and folks uh, we'll see you on next week's writers room